0: Chris Laps Porzingis out of the FIBA tournament. How concerned should we be about his plantar fasciitis? Plus, let's laugh at James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers. All that and the in-season tournament right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on, number 18, Tatum and Brown J-team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with Delario B. Corral, is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, Keep John on replay. Primetime, dappin' up the truth on the sideline. Raining J's, how we started, raising banners, how we finished, locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day, and I'm here for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the next few weeks. Then back to the Monday through Friday, five day a week grind, sometimes six days a week, sometimes seven, depending on how many times the Celtics play. I will have post game podcasts after every game. All season long, so make sure you're subscribed to wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comments section. Let me know what you're thinking about the Celtics, the team, the the whatever's going on, the show. It's all right there. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Uh, I played once upon a time, and now here I am as an old man, a professional. Uh, we'll put quotes around that professional uh, covering the Celtics for you on a regular basis. Later on, we're going to talk about the in-season tournament. The schedule was revealed, which is basically the the regular season games, but we got a sense of the schedule, a little bit more uh, information on that in-season tournament. So that's later on. In the next segment, we're going to look at the James Harden stuff in Philadelphia because wow, just wow. What a saga. This is grab your popcorn. Whenever the Celtics might be struggling a little bit, I feel like this season it's going to be just grab your popcorn, enjoy a little schadenfreude, and just get that uh, Philly swirling down the toilet fix in. That's later. Let's address the the, the big thing here. Porzingis, Kristaps Porzingis, will not be participating in the FIBA World Cup. He will not be playing because of a bout of plantar fasciitis. Uh, he tweeted out in uh, earlier on Tuesday a statement that read, basically, was translated that said, "After several weeks of recovery and a repeat MRI examination, the plantar fasciitis of my foot still prevents me from being on the uh, on the field in full readiness." That's clearly a translated thing, anyway. Uh, this joint decision has been made with both the medical staff and the coaching staff of the national team, as well as the Celtics, with the advice and opinion that now is it's now necessary to continue the recovery process. So basically, uh, the national team, the Celtics, everybody got together and said, not a good idea to play basketball on this. Uh, I'm sorry, Latvia. Uh, I know that you're probably hoping that Christoph Sporzingis was going to maybe lead them to a surprising finish. Uh, I, I just don't think that, that was going to happen with or without him. So, and now without him, you're leaning heavily on Davis Bertans. Good luck to you. Uh, but this is the more important thing for his health because the last thing he needs is a major injury. And it's the most important thing when it comes to the Celtics. And I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned. I do the lockdown Celtics podcast. I don't do lockdown Latvia. And I know it's very important. It's very important in these countries. I know in the U S there is a lot more debate about whether a player should be playing for his national team or not playing for his national team. He signed this big contract. He's paying the money. uh, He's getting paid the money. So he's going, he should, his loyalty should be to the place that's paying him the money, uh, which is understandable, but it's also a very American way of thinking about things. In other countries, especially in Europe, uh, they are very adamant and very uh, patriotic when it comes to representing their country in sport. And so, this this I'm sure was a tough decision for Porzingis, regardless of Latvia's chances of actually making any noise in the tournament. The priority, though, for us, for me for Boston, uh, is making sure that he's healthy for this upcoming season and the following two, because I cannot stress this enough. This is a critical season for the Boston Celtics and a prolonged injury to any of the big three that they have now. We'll call them a big three Tatum Brown Porzingis, any prolonged absence of one of those guys could derail this season. And if this season gets derailed, then the reckoning comes quickly. The repercussions of a significant injury to Porzingis are significant, not just because Porzingis is a good player and they're relying on him to do a lot. They gave up Marcus Smart to get him. They essentially gave up Marcus Smart and Grant Williams because the team got so expensive with Porzingis that they couldn't afford to keep Grant Williams. So you lost two important players, your starting point guard, the former defensive player of the year, and a key player off the bench who has started multiple games, who I know his relationship with Joe Missoula has been strained, but who has had a big positive impact on this team. So not only would Porzingis be out and that hurt the Celtics, they gave up two key guys to to get this uh, third star. To have him risk significant injury doesn't make any sense. And it's plantar fasciitis. So I was asked on Twitter, and I'm still going to call it Twitter. I don't care what Elon says. I was asked on Twitter, scale one to 10, how concerned are you? And I put it at a four. And it's at a four because Porzingis is seven foot three and he has a problem with his foot. And basketball players know you got to protect your feet. Feet are the most important part of basketball. If your feet hurt and you can't use your feet, you cannot play basketball. You cannot run or jump or get anywhere on the floor. So, your feet are the most important parts of your body on a basketball player. To have a large human being like Kristaps Porzingis have a foot compromise, ugh, that is scary. So any big man with a foot issue automatically starts at it like a three. Just, just a perfectly healthy big man with a just, – just a perfectly healthy big man in general. Seven foot three. Starts out at like a three of my concern level with a foot. Now he's got plantar fasciitis. Okay. Now normally I'm not that concerned. It's painful, but it's manageable. There are treatments. There are tons of treatments. Uh, It it can be, it can be handled, especially at this point in August. uh, There are ways to warm it up. There are ways to get out there and look decent on the floor. Like he was like he's shooting. He probably the shooting moving side to side and doing certain drills. uh, He probably can do that with relative comfort, but to play an actual basketball game would be too much. And not only would it be too much, you also have to consider that. Okay. Maybe some of you are saying play through the plantar fasciitis. Okay. But if it's painful, you are now overcompensating. You're compensating for that with the other side. And I didn't even see which foot it was. Doesn't matter really. but. If it's whatever side the the plantar fasciitis is on, the other side of the body is doing more work and you do run the risk of creating, if you have an injury on the right side, a right lower leg injury, then the left side can develop something because it's doing more. It's doing more of the work. So you run the risk of developing some sort of tendonitis or a strain or something on the other side of the body as it does, it picks up a lot of the slack and tries to compensate for the injury on, on the other side of the body. So you're not just playing through plantar fasciitis. I'm not worried about the playing through the pain and the, I'm not just worried about that. I should say, I'm not just worried about playing through the pain and the potential for a further injury. I'm also worried about a guy who has, a. a An injury history like Porzingis, who is prone to things, now putting himself in a position where the other side of his body is going to compensate for an injury. And now you're putting that side of the body at risk. So there's more to it than just, ah, he's okay. I don't see what the big deal is. He's just a sore foot. Uh uh. It's more than that. It's more than a sore foot. So sitting him out, getting him the rest that he needs, getting him the opportunity to make this just completely healthy is super important. Uh, and you don't know what's going to come up this season anyway. There's always a potential for him missing games. There's always a potential for any any basketball player missing games. But for him particularly, so getting him to 100% to start the season is so, so, so important. So I think it's very, very valuable for the Celtics to have won this kind of, I, I don't want to call it a battle, but. To, want, to have won this decision to sit Porzingis and get him healthy with a month and a half, let's say, before training camp starts, that's a solid six weeks or so to get him uh, healthy, to to kind of put the, the plantar fasciitis at ease. Plenty of good treatments for that. Uh, if they can get that under control, then great. Then they can start the season and they can even take it easy. They do have a luxury with Robert Williams and Al Horford, if they need to sit, if you just say, Hey, we're going to do a little rotation here. And you know, one of you guys is going to sit on the back-to-backs and, or, or, and and you can even throw Luke Cornette into that at the beginning. They, they can stagger guys in their big man lineup to, to, uh, get through the early part of the season to make sure they're ramping up from this injury, uh, I don't even know if I want to call it injury necessarily, but from, from the, the condition, the plantar fasciitis. So, uh, I applaud this decision. I didn't want him playing anyway. So this is good. This is good news. Uh, I'm not too concerned about the plantar fasciitis itself. Uh, and as long as he goes into the season without that pain in his foot, then I'm okay with, um, with everything else. So, all right, up next, let's have some fun. Let's let's make fun of the Philadelphia 76ers and the James Harden. Debacle. Debacle. <laughs> That's up next. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. It's our favorite sports book here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And with football season back, FanDuel is giving you a chance to win. All year long, all you got to do is pick the Super Bowl winner. Whoever you pick, whichever team you pick, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Every time they win, whichever team you pick, you get bonus bets for every victory. Take those bonus bets and have fun with it. Bet the spread, sure. Player props, yeah. Throw Who's going to throw the most touchdown passes? Over-unders on that stuff. Uh, plenty, plenty, plenty of action in NFL games. I mean, the NFL gives a ton of opportunities to bet. So with those bonus bets, you have an opportunity to really cash in. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Start earning those bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Just ask you, if you're going to gamble, please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Check out the Lockdown NBA podcast. I'm on there today with Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans. Jake and I spend a lot of time. Whoops, that's the wrong graphic. There we go. Jake and I spent a lot of time on this topic that I'm talking about here. The James Harden mess in Philly. We spent two full segments going in on Harden in Philly. Plus, we talk about the in-season tournament. Uh, As well, talk a little bit Porzingis there, too. So check out the Lockdown NBA podcast. You get us talking about a lot of the same stuff. uh, But I swear I say different things on that podcast. So check it out. Uh, The James Harden mess in Philadelphia. I I keep saying the James Harden mess because that's what it is. Uh, Not only did he ask for a trade, he called uh, Daryl Morey a liar and said he's never going to play for him. And then Ramona Shelburne on ESPN reports that James is ready to make things really uncomfortable during training camp. This is going to get good. So good that I think that Joel Embiid could ask out before this season is over. Now, you you could say, hey, he took Philadelphia off of his Twitter page or took signs of Philly off of his Twitter page. And and maybe he's just trolling because that's what he likes to do. But I do believe, I do believe that if Harden goes and this turns into an absolute, just crazy cluster, you know, the next word mess uh, over there in Philly, that, Harden, that, that Embiid might be like, you know what? This is an an abject disaster. Trade me to. Trade trade James somewhere. Trade me to. I'm out. I'm done. Process over in Philadelphia. I can't take this anymore. And one of the things we talk about on the Lockdown NBA show is the potential for Harden to just be like, "You know what? I'm spilling all the tea." Yep. Daryl had me promise, uh, Daryl gave me a promise that if I took less this season, I was going to get paid more next season, and that way we can sign players, and we had a deal, and he reneged on that deal, and that that's why I called him a liar. If he goes, if he says that publicly, then the NBA basically is, is being handed the admission. Like, yeah, that's what happened, uh, and and the Sixers can deny it and say, hey, it's his word against ours, but... Jeez, looks pretty kind of obvious to me where, well, you saved money on the Harden deal, and then you spent that exact amount of money on two players, and now Harden wants his money, and he's pissed off that he's not getting it, so he's asking for a trade. I mean, one plus one here, I think Philly is getting... Everything it deserves. Just go, go, go all the way back to the Hinky days. Go all the way back to the beginning of the process. I think Philly, back to the blatant, disrespectful to the game, kind of tanking that they put people through. That they tried to pass off as a rebuild, it was just basically going to Vegas and trying to accumulate chips, basically trying to dig through slot machines and find chips. It it was so gross to watch that all of the things that are happening now, I just feel like this is the basketball gods playing the long game. This is just fun for me to watch. Be like, this is what you get. This is what you deserve. Philly from Hinky being forced out to the you know, GMs coming in, the Colangelos uh, coming in with the the giant collars in their burner Twitter accounts, trying to to talk down about players and that whole disgusting mess. And then this whole process, it just has been debacle after debacle after debacle that the Sixers have become a laughingstock in the NBA, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because they made themselves – they put themselves in this position way back when the process started. Now, here we are, and the process is is over. Process is over. And if Embiid goes and Embiid demands a trade, then just – that's just the final bit of dirt on top of the grave overdone. Uh, I, I just – the way the sixers have handled this is gross the way harden is handling it is even worse and then embiid is absolutely i i will bet open up fanduel give me the odds on on joel embiid asking for a trade i will i will bet on uh embiid asking for a trade i don't know that he makes it out of this season in philly <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to see what Harden does. The and, and Jake and I on Locked NBA really kind of have our fun with all of the ways that Harden can make things uncomfortable for the Sixers. I don't know what he's thinking. He he can't go anywhere. He's he's going to he's going to basically get himself kicked off the team and sent home. If I'm Maury, I don't trade him at all. I say, okay, you know what? Go home. Go home. We'll pay you. You can sit at home. But we're you're you're missing this whole year. We're we are not giving you any. We'll give you your money, guaranteed contract, but we are not trading you. That's it. It's done. Um uh, and what's Harden gonna do? Can't do anything. He can sit there and show up on TV and start yelling and screaming. But at this point, he's just a big baby. He's just the big baby. I mean, I understand wanting out of Houston when he wanted out. the The Brooklyn situation was weird. Going to Philly, it seemed like a slam dunk, and now to 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 want out there. What what else do you want? Where where are you ever going to be happy? Why would anybody trade anything of value for you at this point? So you can have a, a, an above average regular season and and below average, putrid playoffs. Like, what? Why would anybody want that? Why do I want that on my team? Why do I want James Harden? What would this... If if he was... If they came to Boston and said, just give us anything, I wouldn't want... I would not want... I wouldn't even say, you know what? Thank you. Luke Cornett? No. No. No, we'll just give him to you. No. We'll give you a first-round pick. No. I just don't want Harden in that mess that... That attitude on this in anywhere within the orbit of my team. Why would anybody want Harden in that whole thing around their team? I'm glad that Houston said, mm, pass. Smart, smart. They were out there making the overtures of bringing him back. They hired Ime Yudoka, and Yudoka was like, no, actually, no, no thanks. And they were like, oh, okay, sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll get Fred VanVleet instead. <laughs> That's it. No more options. No more options for him, for Harden. Bye. His career, I was never the biggest Harden fan anyway, okay? Admit that he has uh, a ton of offensive talent. I just never liked the way he gamed the, the system. I never liked the way he his entire offense was basically trick- referees into giving him 15 foul shots. Never liked any of that stuff. i would never thought that he was all that fun to watch, uh, unless, you know, some, there were games where he was sublime and he was like, oh wow. Okay. Now that, that guy is super talented, but you know, all of the, you know, tick tock dribbles on the perimeter, duh, duh, just waiting for a defender to make a, a slight move so he can exploit that and get a foul. That's, that's not fun. Well, why is, that, why is that good basketball? Hard pass on that. So I'm glad. I'm glad that he's getting what's coming to him. Philly, the best part about this for Boston is it looks like a competitor is going to slide out of contention this year. I don't see how Philly recovers at all. So that's good news for Boston. Uh, The Celtics in-season tournament schedule was announced, and uh, I'll tell you about that and a little bit more about the in-season tournament in just a second. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Thank you for making it part of your regular routine. We're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, for the rest of this month and into next month at the end of September when media day comes back around, back to five days a week. So this three days a week thing is going to be short-lived, just uh, it's the dead of the offseason and gives me just a little bit of breathing room before we get ourselves. So it's like a couple minutes on the bench before I get back out there and play play the whole second half, <laughs> uh, which I'm very happy to do. This is a very fun show to do, so thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing, and uh really appreciate that. The in-season tournament is happening this year, competing for the NBA Cup. It's something that's going to be designed to keep people interested at the beginning of the season. Uh, I thought the, the the whole point was to get to pull people into January. I guess for now that's. I don't know if that's going to be tweaked. Uh, they're they're starting the in season tournament in the like second or third week of the of the season, which all right, okay, sure. That that gets you. Uh, the timing of it is weird. To have the championship game December ninth, I guess that gives—I don't know—I don't know what it gives the the, the NBA uh, a little bit more of a boost at a time where they're competing with the NFL and and college football and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I might have I might have tried to push the in season tournament a little later, but we'll see if that is something they do in the future. For now, what we know is there are three groups. In the East, three groups in the West, the Celtics are part of uh, East Group C with Brooklyn, Chicago, Orlando, Toronto. Uh, There are four group play games that will be held on tournament nights on Tuesdays and Fridays in the Garden. One game against each opponent, two games at home, two on the road. So Friday the 10th, uh, Brooklyn at home, the 17th, Toronto uh, on the road, the 24th, At Orlando and the 28th at Chicago. Uh, so in there, they, they will earn points. It's all kind of new though. They will earn points. They will then play, uh, against, uh, a team that I don't know, has as many points as that. This is where it gets a little hazy for me. Got to really try to focus on what's going on this season with this. Um, the weirdest part to me is when the schedule is going to be released, there are going to be, I want to say, maybe six dates on the schedule that are going to be kind of TBD. And it, it might just say in-season tournament game, whatever, game five, game six, uh, because they're going to have to, after group play, get into... Uh, a knockout round where they play, uh, you know, whatever the highest seeded team gets to host the game. And I don't know who that's going to be. So that's an open, that's a, that's a day on the schedule. There is going to be a game, but I don't know who it's going to be. And I don't know if it's at home or on the road weirdness. We're not going to figure that out until the end of November. Uh, it's going to make for a little bit of confusion. Then the whole thing shifts to December and in Las Vegas and, 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 if, if they win or if they go to the championship game, that means they play 83 games this season, which is a new wrinkle. I'm not a fan of the extra game, but it's not that big of a deal. I have I said this on the Lockdown NBA uh, show. If your team wins or competes for the in-season tournament champion, you should basically get a get-out-of-jail-free card, which allows you to sit your entire starting five for uh, a game without repercussion, without the league going, oh, you're going to have to get fined because you you sat all of your regulars. Uh, the Celtics or whichever team is in that championship game should be able to say, all right, we, we played your extra tournament game. Now we get one game in March that is uh, everybody sits because we don't want to have injuries in the playoffs so I hope that the league understands that I hope that fans understand that but it's it it's meant to add some intrigue to a part of the regular season that may not be very interesting all the time they want to add some casual kind of fan interest there's going to be a trophy Uh, winning teams and the uh, players on the winning team get $500,000 a piece uh, on the losing team, it's uh, two hundred thousand dollars. Then the third place team; those guys get a hundred thousand, and the fourth place team gets fifty thousand. So it's not nothing. It may not mean much to Brown or Tatum or Porzingis, but you know what? Five hundred thousand dollars is it's it's significant. That's significant. Even if you make forty million dollars a year, you know they're gonna. That, that's forty point five. You know, whenever that number can be a point something that's that's a real amount of money you know maybe Tatum can use that five hundred thousand dollars if they win to finally buy Jalen Brown the car he said he'd buy him for breaking his face like that would be a fun like way to use the money hey here's money I didn't think I was going to have hey JB here's a Lamborghini you know like pay up on your on your promises but either way the there is real money at stake and it's gonna be even more real money. Think about the guys uh at the end of the bench. Think about uh Peyton Pritchard. That's 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 significant. <laughs> that's a house for you know uh for, for him. Let like that means something. Like think about uh Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett. those guys are making about two million dollars that less. That, that, that's a real boost. So winning that, they're really going to want to win that tournament. So there will be some sense of, Hey, let's, let's do this. And and maybe the, the guys on the team, like the Tatums and the Browns will say, Hey, let's, let's rally for these guys. Let's get these guys paid. Let's get these guys a little extra cash and the competitive nature of everybody will, will kind of kick in. If there's something to be won, NBA players tend to want to win it. Right, the, the competitive nature kicks in, and I don't think anybody's going to hang a banner if the Celtics are uh, the in-season champions, the NBA Cup champions. I don't think anybody's going to be like throwing a parade or anything like that. But if there's a trophy, guys kind of want to win it, so they can go try and win that trophy. It'll take some getting used to. The schedule will look weird. And I'm not a fan of that, and I'm sure the players and the team uh, will have to get used to that because there are there are dates on the schedule. It's like, am I home or am I away?" Like what should we plan for? And any uncertainty is uncomfortable. So, hey, everybody's gonna have to get used to this. It's gonna it, it's gonna work or it's not. And if it doesn't, they can get rid of it. Very simple it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with trying something new. So I'm not against this at all. It's going to be weird. It's going to take uh, a little while to acclimate to this new kind of NBA, but you try it. If people love it and it works and they get more money in and they get more sponsorships in, then the players are going to love it because that's money that comes into their pockets, either by winning the tournament or by basketball-related income that kind of adds to the salary cap. I mean, that that mean, that's meaningful too. I don't know if it's going to make a big dent in anything, but uh, hey, any money that comes in that adds to the basketball-related income, I'm sure is welcome by all of the players and all the owners. So if this is a way to do that and, and they can pump it up and they can get there, then great. So. Uh, And if it doesn't work, you scrap it. We look back on it like the shorter three-point line and sleeved jerseys and say, hey, hey, remember that? And we laugh and laugh and then we move on. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I enjoy making it for you. So uh, wherever you are, if you're listening on the audio while you're in the shower, in the car, uh, jogging or whatever. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're watching the show on YouTube, uh, however it is that you're watching, a lot of people watch on their phones, you cast to a a TV, uh, however it is. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you watching the show, hopping into the comment section. Let me know what you think about the show. Just say, hi, let me know where you're watching from anything you want to say, hop in the comment section and let me know. And if you're an everyday or if you're one of those folks that just listens and watches on a regular basis, I would love it if you share the podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, tell random people on the street, tell just whomever you see that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.